You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Epic Radio, a new show for young people. I'm Blair Seelinger, and I'm excited to spend the next 15 minutes with you introducing our show, our mission, and our participants. The name EPIC is actually an acronym, Every Person in Christ, and reflects our mission of knowing the truth and having the passion to live it out. During our show, we will explore how to approach the challenges we face in our everyday lives by discussing various topics that are relevant to young people. Please be sure to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us a topic you would like discussed. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or our podcast on iTunes. Our show is driven by you, and we want to be talking about things that you face and that affect your life. Okay, so let's introduce our participants today. Like I said, I'm Blair Sealinger. Hi, I'm Gloria Demora. Hello, I'm Matthew Pope. And I'm Miriam Bethencourt. Excellent. Thank you guys for being here today. You can learn more about each one of us on our website, so check us out. All right, so today we're talking about motherhood and our spiritual mother, Mary. And to start us off, I actually received a quote over the weekend on Mother's Day um, from my uncle. And I'll say it in Spanish and then I'll translate. He says... No hay amor tan grande como el Cristo crucificado, y no hay amor tan crucificado como el de una, mar de una madre. <laughs> Donde nadie te perdona, está la madre para perdonarte. And that means there's no greater love than the love of Christ crucified, and there's no, cru there's no love as crucified as the love of a mother, because... In places where no one will forgive you, your mother's there to forgive you. And I thought that was a really powerful quote, and I was like, that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, our mothers are always going to be there to forgive us and to endure our suffering for us. Um, let's not forget that they gave birth to us. <laughs> so, and that was obviously a painful process. So, um, our mothers are always going to be there to help us through that. And we need to always appreciate that. Always. I think it's actually kind of funny because on Mother's Day, we got my mom a basket and we filled it with little things and we put a bag of nuts in there because we're like, oh, we drive you nuts, but here's some candy to make up for it. <laughs> but um, I think we really have to realize, like, our mothers are always there for us. Like, they're the people who, like, come running to us, like, whenever we fall down on the pavement, scratch ourselves, you know. Whenever we're, do like, feeling down, they're, like, the first person to, like, approach us, like, hey, what's going on? Um, and I think that it's important because 
you know, Mary as our spiritual mother is the same way, especially with her son. Like whenever we're down, she's like, oh, I just want to help you so much. And she wants to give so much. I mean, she gave everything for her son to start with. And I think that's really powerful and something that everyone needs to kind of explore. And I think, you know, you raise a good point for those of us who do not have mothers or maybe who have mothers that are absent, you know, we have this great resource in Mary, our spiritual mother. You know, you can still have this mother in your life. Um, Although she might not feel physically present, she is spiritually there. So I wonder how have you guys tapped into that relationship with Mary? I feel like in some ways, I mean... It's as easy as that accessing God in some ways. It becomes natural the more you do it. The more you speak to her, the more you talk to her, the more you treat her as a human being as what she was, and now she's glorified. Um, She's been given an extreme privilege to intercede for us and to pray for us. And I think when you approach Mary in that light and understanding that she's pure love and she's sinless and she's true, it it makes it easier to talk to her because you know there's no condemnation, right? I mean... Like Romans 8, 1 says, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. And in the same way, I mean, she's not going to condemn us. She's Christ's mother. There's no way. There's even more mercy in some ways, I would say. Not to take away from Jesus' mercy, but they share this divine relationship. And they allow us to come into that as, like, third person. And starting with the Hail Mary, like, I mean, you might not feel like she's... You might not feel the same emotion for her as you do your um, mother here. Um, but just saying a Hail Mary and saying it every day and thinking about what it means, like, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. She's going to pray for you because she's your mother, like, your um, human mother <laughs> prays for you. She's going to pray for you, too. So just start with the Hail Mary and go from there. I feel like in a natural sense, too, I mean, you think about your your mother or your grandmother and how sweet that relationship is. You know, oh, my grandmother, you know, you, you do things for her. You, you, you know, she gets older, you open the door for her or you help her inside of her home. And, and I don't know, there's a sweetness that's attached to Mary because you think about St. John, the beloved, who, who was literally given Mary to take care of her. And think about how the, the care that he had to her would be in the same way that we care for our mothers or our grandmothers, great-grandmothers. There, there's this tenderness that we have towards her because she shows that to us first. You know, about Jesus. Yeah, she's definitely there to help us. I saw this one picture, it was like a cartoon, um, where Jesus and St. Peter are staring at, uh, they're standing at the gates of heaven, and there's no one there, and they're like waiting for people, and they're like, where are, where is everyone? Um, And then they turn around, and Mary is like pulling people up through a rope that's actually the rosary, and she's like pulling people up into heaven, and Jesus is like, Mom what are you doing? <laughs> but I just thought that was like really representative. Like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. If I pray the rosary, if I talk to her, um, she's going to help me get to heaven. She's going to help me. She's going to pull me up there with her. I think another thing is that a lot of people still see God as this like judgmental figure. And like, I remember hearing a talk um, a long time ago at Night by Truth. And in the talk, the guy was explaining like how in the Old Testament, like you'd go to the king's mother, you'd go to the queen, not his wife, you'd go to his mother, because she had such a tender spot in his heart because she raised him, she loved him. So like thinking of that and how like Mary was there from the beginning of like Christ's life to like the end, and when he was raised from the dead, she was always there, always present. 
and like how she held him to me like the image of her holding her son after like he died was just so powerful for me um because it's it's true like she wants to hold us too she wants to like give that love to us as well Matthew I know earlier you had mentioned that you would like to share about your journey with coming to yeah. know Mary so if you could I'd love for you to share that right now yeah absolutely so coming from a Protestant background uh, oftentimes the only time Mary's ever mentioned is usually like Christmas and Easter the convenient holidays um, and so coming to Belmont Abbey Catholic institution uh, I learned firsthand about Mary her role in the church her actually her pretty much her revealed role in scripture and I was confronted with her daily you know, she was everywhere. There's statues of her. There's pictures of her. That she was, you know, in the mass. She was in prayer. She was in the rosary. We prayed. I was in a men's household group uh, on campus. And we prayed a rosary, you know, every week. And so I really, even before becoming Catholic, obviously years ago, um, during my time at Bell and Abbey, I really started to understand who Mary was, and it was the the kind of beautiful mystery of her that kept me coming back. It was the fact that she was considered sinless, the fact that she was all pure, the fact that she was an ever virgin. Those things fascinated me, but it, it created this, this, I guess, inescapable beauty that I wanted, to know, I wanted to know more about her. I wanted to serve her like I serve Jesus because I realized that's what she does. She just totally reflects, reflects Christ constantly. You know, and understanding the phrase to Jesus through Mary. And St. Louis de Montfort would always say that. And, and even doing the consecration at Belmont Abbey to the Immaculate Heart, those things kind of set a fire in me. Uh, and I believe, because I'm Catholic now, I believe she led me here. I believe as the mother of the church, I think she had an absolute hand in bringing me to the Catholic faith. And so so when I think about Belmont Abbey, um, one of the most prolific and predominant images is Mary. Because that's, even the basilica there is Mary, Mary help of Christians. And so I was looking at that very basilica when I graduated. I know some of you people, some of you guys are graduating soon. And when I was sitting there awaiting my diploma or my college degree, I was just thinking, you know, she's here she is again. You know, she's she's just like Christ. She's not gonna leave me, right? She so I I took her, I took hold of her and she wrapped her arms around me, you know, and so so yeah, so um, years later. You know, that's really come into play, and it's, it's I guess, ignited my relationship with her, just like with Jesus. You know, it just, it continues. So um, another saint that was huge in Marian devotion was uh, St. John Paul II, and how he talked about her Immaculate Conception. Um, there's a prayer that he wrote uh, that I love to pray. Um, it was just so powerful because, like, the story and background behind that, I'm not going to go into it, but she literally was there and, like, saved his life. Pretty much as he he claimed that and it's so true and like she can save your life maybe not so much in a physical way but maybe in a spiritual way like you can be down you can be suffering and just going through absolute hotness and she's somebody who like your own mother would go to you and pick you up and say it's okay you can keep going you know here's my son he's right here he's gonna help you yeah and she she has that strength she has the ability to help you she has that um power to help you and um i think that's really relevant right now um as women today struggle through trying to make their place in the workplace and trying to climb the social ladder or the women's rights movement um it's super powerful to think about how we will always 
find our strength in Mary, um, no matter how many people put us down or if we feel like we are put down, we will always find our strength in Mary. And um, on that topic, in the topic of pro-life and pro-choice issues, it, to me, it's actually she is stronger in choosing to accept that baby. And right now, woman's rights is saying, um, I have my rights as a woman, therefore I choose whether I want to have this baby. But I think it's even stronger to accept that baby as your responsibility and take it just as Mary did because, I mean, she was probably like 15, 16, no one knows exactly, but she was a young girl and she accepted that responsibility and she had the strength, the strength to raise Jesus and ultimately she was crowned Queen of Heaven. Um, the only other king of heaven is God. So I feel like in right now we're at this moment, at this time and age where people are looking for empowerment to women, for people to build them up. There's no place, there, the best place where you can find that is the church where the most reverent human there is besides Jesus is a woman and it's a girl, it's Mary. So I thought that was really important to um, think about and to reflect on that our women, women's empowerment comes through Mary, who can lead us to God. And I love that, Miriam. Thank you for sharing that. I think something that's important to note is that we really, you know, Mary is there waiting. We need to seek her and we need to ask her to come and help us and to be an active role in our lives. Yeah, I was thinking... You know, what's more important, right? Being self-empowered or being empowered by God. And so with, with that Blair, what you were talking about is, is coming to her, um, then we know automatically that she has all-sufficient grace, you know, all-sufficient, uh, almost petitioning power before the throne of God. You know, whatever we ask of her, we receive, you know, because she's most faithful and most obedient, like as you were talking about, Miriam, um, just saying yes. And now we mentioned that before, for saying yes to Christ, and so... Uh, I believe that's so. Um, that's that's so essential for our prayer life with Mary and our relationship overall. I think. So, if people wanted to start a relationship with Mary and start looking, um, could anyone share maybe some places in the Bible that they could start reading, or some prayers, or maybe some websites or something they could look into? Yeah, um, I mean, a great resource outside of Scripture. Even though I would say in Scripture, maybe. Um, Revelation would be a great place to start when she um, appears with 12 stars above her head and there's that, that was like the beginning apparition mm-hmm. and that's a great that's a great ground zero in a way and of course in the Gospels you know when she appears with Jesus following him when she's with the apostles at the cross and, and all those different scenes um, but and especially Luke that would be the, the, the grandest place but also I think um, St. Louis de Montfort's consecration is amazing he breaks everything down about Mary, her attributes, her virtues, and what that means in our faith life, uh, not just to Mary, but also to Christ and to the Trinity, to the church, to other saints, because uh, her, her spirit and then her, um, basically her image, her, her, her history, is, is drawing us together as Catholics in communion with each other. And I think that's really important. Um, and one last image that actually helped me is actually just from a movie, um, The Passion of Christ, directed by Mel Gibson. It was 
really, really moving in that movie. There's many scenes where she is with the child Jesus or she's serving him water or she runs to him when he trips and falls as a child. And again, when he trips and falls with the cross on his back. And it's super, super emotional. Um, every time I see it, I bawl because I just imagine her running to me or me running to Jesus just as she did. Um, and if you want a good image of Mary, um, that's definitely a place to look for it. Well, great, everyone. Um, thank you for tuning in. That's it for our show today. Um, please be sure to send your questions and comments to epictmr.org. Um, so let's close in prayer. Yeah, let's do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, dear Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to... Uh, revere your mother today and to express to others the joy of knowing Mary. Um, we pray that you would just uh, bless our time, uh, bless this message, uh, and that this would help others develop a close and intimate relationship with Mary and, and in that with you, Lord. And so we ask this by saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Dominic Xavier. Pray for us. You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support.